Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. I am so glad that you are here with us for this uh, landmark event, Panel Riot, episode number 30. We made it all the way to 30. We are going to be talking about all manner of uh, interesting comic book related topics this week. But as always, before we can get into that, intern Stan, if you could please provide us with a theme song. done, Intern Stan. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Folks, let's talk about our theme song for just a second here. Uh, We are 30 episodes in, and we had a rocky start with our theme songs. That's fine. Uh, And I think we really found our way with these uh, comic-based television shows. Um, But uh, I've been talking to Stan about it, and uh, we're kind of on the horns of a crisis here. And that is... um, we're running out of ideas. <laughs> uh, we are absolutely running out of ideas to, for theme songs to use, uh, for, uh, for whether it's cartoons or television shows or, or anything like that. We've, we've just got a handful left, and uh, we are going to be running through those relatively quickly. So if you have any ideas, please write to us, panelriot at gmail.com. Or get us on Twitter. You can get me at DJ Lunchbox. You can find the show at Panel Riot. And, of course, Intern Stan is at Intern Stan. Uh, Let us know what theme songs you'd like to hear on the show. And please do keep it comic-related. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, we want this show to be yours just as much as it is ours. Or rather mine. Intern Stan has already fallen asleep. And we are not three minutes into the episode. So... Episode 30. Big episode 30. I can't believe we made it. I want, to, uh, I want to apologize for there not being a show last week, but and I also want to apologize for the state of my voice this week, because let me tell you, I went all winter long. Uh, feeling good. Feeling all right. No, uh, no major illnesses for me this, this winter, uh, this cold, arduous, endless Pennsylvanian winter that we were experiencing. I was doing all right. People in my office were were falling to various plagues and various flus and everything like that. And but any illness that that came my way, I uh, I uh, kind of danced around it, and it, it was gone within a day or two. And I was feeling all right. And well, uh, that is now not the truth because uh, the weather's changed here in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, scenic land of bridges and uh and black and gold um spring is here and real spring not just you know not that beginning of march i'm going to remind you that warm weather exists but you don't actually get to keep it 
kind of kind of feeling that that feeling you get you know when you have a dream and in that dream you get something that you really want and you want to hang on to it and then you wake up and you're like you're trying to hang on to that thing and, and somehow make it real and bring it through the dream into the real world with you uh first off you shouldn't do that that's how you summon demons and second off uh that's what this felt like in the beginning of march we had that little spout of warm weather and uh uh but it went away and we all wanted it to be real. Oh, we wanted it to be real. But it wasn't. But now it is. Now it is. It's back. Springtime has sprung in Pennsylvania, my friends. And it's a glorious, wonderful, happy time in the lunchbox den. I still don't have a good name for it. Um, except for uh, in my nose, uh, which is completely stuffed up. Uh, I am ill. I was kind of bedridden for a few days there, uh, which is why we had no show last week. I completely apologize for that. Um, but, uh, but I am feeling well enough now to provide for you additional Panel Riot. And I am happy to be back, and I am happy that you are listening. We have reached 30 episodes of this strange, wonderful podcast, and uh, it's all because of you the listener. I, uh, I greatly appreciate it. You are, you are precious in my sight, to quote Paul F. Tompkins. So, what are we going to talk about for the big 30th edition episode? Well, what we're going to talk about is whatever. Now, that doesn't sound right, but it is. Because I have had, uh, I had this time off. I technically I had the entire month of March off. Um, I had uh, we put up some pre-recorded episodes um, about the uh, the worst comic book movies, not ever, but the worst ones to have number threes attached. Let's go with that. So uh, I should take another moment to genuinely and sincerely thank Bobby F J Town, Mike Sorg, and uh, Mad Mike Rorson for appearing on the show, sharing their opinions. Uh, it might be something that we revisit down the line. Uh, I know, <laughs> interestingly enough, Sorg had a problem with what Mike said about Blade 3, and Mike had a problem with what Sorg said about Spider-Man 3, and they want to uh, kind of have a public forum to defend these films uh, against one another. And what better public forum than this one? So I think in the near future, we're going to have a short chat with both of those gentlemen to talk about these movies that I, I got I to be honest with you. Uh, I'm baffled by both of their stances, because how can you defend these movies? I don't I, I'm, I really want to know if they can provide some kind of con concrete evidence to uh, to defend this Drek, these horrible films that even, you know, wouldn't appear on Mystery Science Theater 3000 in its heyday. Um, although I'm almost certain they've riff-tracked both of riff Riff-tracked? Riff riff-tracked. There you go. Both of them uh, in the years since. Uh, they That might be tolerable at that point, but I wouldn't bet on it. Anyway, so look for that in the near future. Uh uh, okay, what was I saying? Uh, movies, riff tracks, robots, Mad Mike, hot dogs, screen cleaner, month off, March, that was it, I took the month of March off, uh, I was, uh, I was away from the Wrestling Mayhem show that I love so dear, and, uh, took a step back, 
greatly decreased my involvement on uh, Facebook and Twitter and everything like that. And uh, I'm actually, if you want to hear more about that and kind of what I learned about taking a break from social media, uh, go and uh, also, interestingly enough, on the Sorgatron Media Network, uh, I recently made an appearance on AwesomeCast. So you can check that out uh, at sorgatronmedia.com, same place you can get any of these wonderful podcasts. Um, and I kind of share what I learned and uh, how it has changed the way I interact with both uh, Twitter and Facebook, and podcasting for that matter. Um, it's a different approach. You may notice that while my voice sounds worse, it also somehow sounds better, and that's because I have replaced some of the equipment in my studio. Uh, I got a an all-new microphone with a pop filter, and uh, it couldn't be happier. I love the way it sounds now. I'm thrilled. It was a great investment. You should, uh, if you ever want to get into podcasting, the first place to start is with a podcast just start it and record it and put it out there and then if you like it and you want to keep doing it then you start making it an investment if it's something that makes you happy it's not wasted money and believe me my friends this is not wasted money so anyway the point of this uh lengthy tale is that uh i've had some time to think about comics i've also had some time to read quite a lot of comics and i've come to a few conclusions uh and you know a few things that i want to get off my chest some things i'd like to discuss with you the listener so uh i guess we can call this another uh, another thought bubbles episode these are the thought bubbles that have been uh floating above my head as of late and uh i'm going to take them down and read them to you um Recently, very, very recently, I realized that uh, I've been reading, like, the same handful of comics for quite a while. I mean, I get into the new comic here and there, um, especially when my friends recommend a new comic. Uh, They all have impeccable taste, and they haven't let me down yet, so if they hand me a new comic, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to, 99% of the time, enjoy it. Wow. That's why people say that. Not because it's a large figure, but because it's fun to say 99% of the time. Say it. See what I mean? Anyway, um, but I, and but the, the point is, when I sit down and I'm like, oh, what should I read? What should I read? What should I read? If I'm left to my own devices, don't know what to read, I read the same thing over and over. I'm rereading Hawkeye again. Hawkeye is amazing. But that's not the point. I don't keep comics that aren't... Okay. Some of my comics are not amazing. But, you know, the comics I load onto my iPad and take around with me, I generally try to keep, you know, good ones on there. Um, So I'm going back and I'm reading Hawkeye again. I can't tell you how many times I've read the same arc of Amazing Spider-Man or... Um, the the New Avengers series when that first launched after Decimation and everything like that. I just I go back to these and I read them again and again, and uh, I I don't like that. I realized recently that it's not accomplishing anything. So I have imposed on myself a rule, a new rule for April, um, similar to the to the ones that I did in March. You know, the Facebook and the Twitter and the and everything like that. And that did good for me. So let's do it again. In April, the the idea is this. Uh, I will not read anything that I have read before unless it's for research. Now, what does that mean? What that means... <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but my cat is knocking stuff all over the place. Watson. 
<laughs> Just walking into wires, knocking bottles over. It's fine. It's fine. Go go lay down. Um, <laughs> uh, new things. I'm reading nothing but new things. I've got a back catalog of comics that I have to work through. I've got, um, you know, all these books not not even comic books, just normal books that I've got kind of gotten halfway through and haven't finished or or lost interest or or, or just you know moved on to something else, and that's no way to be. Um, so what I'm going to do is I am reading nothing but new things. So if you have something new for me to read, uh, send us an email panelriot at gmail.com I'm open to recommendations hit me up on the Facebook group uh, get me on Twitter at DJ Lunchbox or at Panel Riot um, don't at Intern Stan because I am confident he will not get the message to me um, but it's a, it's a month of new things and new endeavors and in that vein I've I mean I've already you know worked through a, a number of comics that I've been meaning to read um, I read uh, Ant-Man uh, the new Ant-Man series which you know I've got some thoughts on and um, I've also read uh, oh I got caught up on the uh, the Black Vortex series that uh, that that's like a Guardians of the Galaxy X-Men new X-Men crossover kind of thing pretty good so far not bad, you know, it's nothing, you know, earth-shattering, so to speak, even though it's about shattering earths, kind of, but, um, but anyway, uh, I have a stack of books here, you know, from friends that I need to dig into. Black Science has been sitting here waiting for me and staring at me for far too long, and, uh, on top of that, and this is something for you folks to look forward to, uh, The Wicked and the Divine... I need to get caught up on that. I haven't gotten caught up on that, but I would like to, and uh, I would like for that basically to be an excuse to have Kristen Ross back on the ep- on the podcast. Um, and if you listen to her previous episode, you know how wonderful that is. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. There's 30 of these things, and they're free. They're all for you. Go back and enjoy them. Check them out. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. No... Uh, no old books in April, and I'm excited. It's it's working out for me well so far, and if it starts to suck, well, just follow me on Twitter, and you'll probably hear about it. With that, we are going to take a quick break uh, on this odd episode of Panel Riot. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and uh, we will be right back. Please stick around. <laughs> In or around the Pittsburgh area? Check out Metamorphosis, Pittsburgh's only full-service organic salon, spa, and wellness studio. Haircut? Check. Manny? Check. Petty? Check. Massages, highlights, sauna, and facials? Absolutely. We even offer professional yoga classes daily. Visit us at SpaPGH.com. That's S-P-A-P-G-H.com today. Because when you feel good, you look even better. As always, our sincere thanks to Mia and the girls over at Metamorphosis Organic Salon, the happiest 
place on earth. Right now, they have their April scents featured. Uh, scents, S-E-N-T-S, as in uh, jelly bean and marshmallow peep scented manicures, pedicures, facials, and massages. Uh, the availability is limited, so go and check them out immediately, spapgh.com. And if you are in the Pittsburgh area, or coming into the Pittsburgh area, you know, just for fun, get a hold of them the first thing you do. It is absolutely worth it, and they will take care of you. We are back on Panel Riot, big episode number 30. I'm so happy that you're here, and I'm so happy that I'm here. I'm marginally happy that Stan is here. He woke up briefly, ate just an inhuman amount of Funyuns, and rolled back over on the couch. But everybody loves him, and he does a really good job with the theme song. So you're in, you're in for good, intern Stan. You're all set. Stan. 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 No, no, it's all right. No, no, it's all right, man. No, go back. Go back to sleep. Go. No, it's fine. It's fine. He's going to eat everything in my kitchen later. Wow. Uh, we are uh, sharing thought bubbles here on uh, episode 30 of Panel Riot. And uh, last session, last session, last segment, that's what they're called. They're called segments. I haven't done this in a while. Um, I was talking about a uh, crossover about the, uh, the. it's called the Black Vortex. And it's a crossover between new X-Men and uh, also the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Now, uh, this got me thinking about the X-Men, and, and, and I've always been, if, as long as I've been reading comics, I've been reading X-Men comics. Um, very rarely has there been a gap in my, uh, in my X-Men fandom, so to speak, one way or the other, whether it's the cartoons, the comics, or the movies, I've always, in my heart, been an X-Men fan. Um, I remember back in the, uh, the, oh, it had to be the, the mid-90s, maybe, uh, where you know, uh, wizard com or wizard, not comics, but wizard magazine existed. And, and there were talks of an X-Men movie. And this was light years before, um, the actual movie came out. And I understand that light years is a measure of distance and not a measure of time. Uh, but I apologize. I misspoke. Uh, it was a long ass time before the movie came out. And, uh, even then, even then, uh, it was universally agreed upon that Patrick Stewart should play Professor X. And, of course, that's correct. There was never another Professor X, and uh, uh, he's he's it. He's the template. He's the one, you know, for, for people of my age, I should say. And, uh, uh, you know, people, people younger as well. Uh, James McAvoy has done an incredible job. I knew he was going to be something special when he was in Wimbledon, um, when he was absolutely crushing this, you know, minor role character in that. Um, and yes, I know it was a romantic comedy. And yes, I know it had Kirsten Dunst and everything like that. But go watch it. And understand, you'll understand. It's amazing. It's, it's a wonderful movie about tennis, of all things. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, we're going to look up the cast list. We're going to look at the cast list. Let's see who's in it. All right. This movie has a lot of actors who were later in comic book movies. As I mentioned, there's Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst was in the Spider-Man movies. Let's not talk about that. Paul Bettany. You may know Paul Bettany from such films as The Avengers and Iron Man. He's the voice of Jarvis. And in the forthcoming uh, uh, 
Age of Ultron film, he will be playing the Vision. That's very exciting. You've got James McAvoy, who you may know as Professor Charles Xavier in the new X-Men films. Well done there. Sam Neill is in this movie. Uh, It's not really a comic book thing, but he was in Jurassic Park, so respect. I don't know how to pronounce this name, so this will be fun. Nicolaj Coaster Wildu. <laughs> uh, he's uh, in Game of Thrones and also the most attractive man I've ever seen in my life next to Hugh Jackman. Uh, and finally, John Favreau is in this movie. John Favreau, who you may know as uh, the director of Iron Man 1 and kind of the driving force behind the start of the entire uh, Marvel domination thing. So... Uh, and also, it's a really good movie. So, it's not comic book related, but go see Wimbledon. Came out in 2004, probably on Netflix. Netflix, uh, Maybe not, maybe available for rent somewhere. I don't know, uh, and nor do I need to know because I own the DVD. Go and check it out. Sorry, it's not comic book related, but uh, if you enjoy romantic comedies, you'll enjoy this. And if you don't enjoy romantic comedies, you should. We have gotten just madly off topic here we're talking about x-men and we're talking about charles xavier right (laughs) sorry about that um so where were we oh uh the kind of evolution that the x-men have undertaken there's a lot of rumors going on because marvel is about to unleash its whole battle world thing and as uh, uh after the whole battle world thing shakes out there are rumors that uh, there is going to be a change in the uh, in the entire Marvel universe, the six one six universe, as it's called now. Who knows what's going to be what it's going to be called afterwards? But uh, uh, a lot of people say, are saying that as part of that change, the X Men are either going to go away or they're going to be replaced with the uh, the Inhumans. Uh, a lot of people think the Inhuman, and, and you know what. To Marvel's credit, they have for a long time now been trying to make the Inhumans a thing. They really want us to like the Inhumans, and it hasn't really worked so far. It hasn't really taken. I don't know anyone, Marvel fan or not, that is reading Uncanny Inhumans. That just started, actually. But, you know, any of these, you know, attempts at Inhuman books, uh, the closest thing that they've uh, done is the success of Miss Marvel, the new Miss Marvel. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, nobody's into her because she's inhuman. Uh, they like her because she's a good character and it's a good book and it's funny and, and interesting and well uh, well drawn and well written and everyone should go read it. You should go read it right now. Um, but the, anyway, the, it's it's the same it's the same thing with the the Fantastic Four. Um, the the rumors going around there were that they were ending the Fantastic Four book because of uh, Sony because they didn't ha- they weren't going to be making money off the movies so they weren't going to have the comics anymore. Uh, and it's 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 you know the idea that this giant multi million dollar multinational corporation is going to do something a petulant child would do and it's well if i can't play with this then no one's going to play with this and i'm going to take my ball and go home it's absurd but you can see how a lot of people on the internet would think that that's what marvel would do because that's what they would do it's not going to happen uh, yes, okay, so let's say that Sony releases a new X-Men film. They release uh, the Age of Apocalypse film that's coming out, which I am very excited for, uh, and it does huge numbers at the box office. Let's says, let's says, let's, yeah, why not? Let's, we can't even do that properly. Let's say that it makes Avengers money. 
Okay? Marvel is going to be very interested. But in reaction to that, they're not about to kill their uh, one of their biggest franchises just to spite Sony. Uh, they're not going to stop publishing them in the hopes that it will be a little jab at Sony uh, in, you know, oh, well, we can't sell the merchandise now because Marvel won't deal with us. You know what I mean? It's it's absolutely absurd. Same with the Fantastic Four. The new film looks rubbish. I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. It looks terrible. That might be a, a position of bias on my part because I don't really like the Fantastic Four and, you know, none of the movies look good and I don't remember ever reading a Fantastic Four comic that was like, wow, yeah, that's real good. That's real interesting. I'm, I'm into this. Um, but... That's neither here nor there. The, just, just the idea that Marvel would be so petty as to, you know, kill one of their uh, most popular titles in the X Men, just to spite another company, just to, in in the hopes, in the odd hopes that they uh, that they will either a make some kind of new deal with Marvel or two just give up the character and give them back to Marvel anyway. Um, or three, just to be shitty, you know. I, I think that's absurd. I think that's that's completely insane. Um, and here's the thing. They announced, you know, we're not publishing Fantastic Four anymore. It's not going to be on. Uh, we are getting to our final episode, and that's going to be that. Well, people made us think about that, and they said, oh, it's because of the new movie, and, and this, that, and the other. Have you noticed that they've, they're going to stop publishing all of their comics? Did that not cross your mind? Did that not enter into your, your news sphere and, and make you realize that maybe they have a plan? You know, this isn't, this isn't professional wrestling where they're just flying by the seat of their pants. They tend to plan this stuff out ahead of time. And they can because, you know, uh, uh, Cyclops isn't, you know, going to break his arm and not be able to be in a comic for a month. It's a different world. You have to have faith. They're gonna. They they know what they're gonna do, and if they if they prove me wrong, if they say you know, so Sony won't play nice, so we're gonna kill the X Men or whatever. Well, you know what? I'll come on this podcast and I'll apologize um, to you genuinely, and then we'll have a conversation about Image or DC or something else. Because I mean, wow, what a crap move by a huge company. It should really know better. Um, so yeah, that's that's my thoughts on uh, on the current X Men Fantastic Four scenario, uh, and also the movies. You got a little you got a little taste of what I think about the movies coming up. Um, I'm excited for the Battle World thing personally. I think a lot of books need to refresh. The X Men specifically have lately been not great. Uh, I, I really do hate to say that, and it doesn't really make any sense to me why they haven't been great. Uh, New X-Men has been very good. I've been enjoying that thoroughly. Uh, That's being written by Brian Michael Bendis. That's a fun book. That's really, really enjoyable. But on the flip side of that, you have uh, Uncanny X-Men, which is also being written by Brian Michael Bendis. And it's not great. Every time I pick up this book, every time I try to read it or get into it, it just... It just it's it falls completely flat for me. I it does it can't hold my interest. It's uh, none of the characters are really. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I, I just don't know what the deal is. It's not. It's not good. I guess. 
I, I wish that wasn't the case because it's you know some of my favorite characters and one of my favorite writers, but it's just uh, it's just not happening. Honestly, the last time I was really interested in Uncanny X-Men when it was really great and really a thing was um, was during the Avengers versus X-Men thing uh, when you know they were becoming the Phoenix Five and they were in, it was being uh, written by Kieran Gillen. That was amazing. That was fantastic. I, I absolutely loved that arc. Um, and then Bendis took over and I thought, well, this is great. He's uh, he's you know a, an amazingly talented writer and I enjoyed what he did with uh, with Spider-Man. I loved what he did with the Avengers and I can't wait to see what happens here. And it's just not it just really fell fat fell fell flat for me just right away and I'm not really sure why. Um, maybe that's something worth exploring and worth revisiting in another episode. Uh, but for now, we are going to take a commercial break. Uh, we're going to have a, just a few words from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back with more Panel Riot. Please stick around. And incidentally, I'm not a wine expert. All I know about wine is that it either tastes good or it doesn't. And I also know that Petri wine always tastes good. The Petri family sees to that. The name Petri on the label is the personal assurance of the Petri family that every drop of wine in that bottle is good wine. And they know how to make it good because they've been making fine wine for generations. Handing down from father to son, from father to son, every secret, every skill of the winemaker's art. Yes, the Petri family took time to bring you good wine. That's why, no matter what type of wine you wish, you can't go wrong with a Petri wine. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of Panel Riot, episode number 30. We are real glad to have you here. Uh, as always, our thanks to the Petru family, the family that took time to bring you good wine. We appreciate all that you do for us, and we hope that you appreciate all that we do for you. Uh, and you could show your appreciation in sending us some wine, free wine, ever. Ever. That one bottle was not enough, and we need more free wine here on Panel Riot. We are talking about whatever this week, anything you like. And for this third segment, I would like to kind of get into uh, 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 something I would like to have as a recurring segment here on the show, and that is the idea that I read the news. Not, you know, as a newscaster, not like as a news reader or anything like that. Uh I just it's just that I um I read the news sometimes and we should talk about it. We should talk about what is in the news right now. Now here's the thing. This this isn't gonna be all the time. Um th- because it can't be. Sometimes we pre record these episodes, uh I can't always be on top of things and completely relevant, but uh, this is one of those few instances where I can do that. This episode will be coming out in about two days from now, and uh, we can talk about a few things that are going on in the news. Now, by the time this comes out, it will be just a few short days until the Daredevil series uh, premieres on Netflix. 
and I absolutely cannot wait for that. I'm very excited for it. I love a good Netflix series. I love something I can sit down and binge on, and uh, everything I've seen so far looks great. All the trailers, all the action, everything I've seen so far, uh, it's really got me interested, which is saying something because I've never really been a fan of Daredevil, and uh, I certainly am not a huge fan of the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television series. Um, and uh, as far as the uh, Agent Carter, the, the Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., I haven't actually gotten into that yet. So uh, but that that's, you know... That's another episode. That's down the line. Um, even the people that they have in the actual uh, show, I'm very excited for. Charlie Cox looks like he's going to make a great daredevil. Rosario Dawson is magical and wonderful in anything that she does. Even Vincent D'Onofrio, who I don't like. I straight up and down do not like Vincent D'Onofrio. But he looks like he's going to make a fine Wilson Fisk. He is going to do a good job. I am excited for this, and in all likelihood, you can look forward to an entire episode next week dedicated to every episode uh, of Daredevil coming out on Netflix. Speaking of comic-based television shows, I watched The Flash recently. Uh, I believe it was over the weekend, I sat down, and I watched uh, the first episode, I said, I've been putting this off for too long, it's time, I'm finally going to watch it, Uh, and I watched the first episode, and then I watched all the other episodes because it's really really good now i was trying to kind of unpack this i was trying to figure out why i like the flash but why i don't like arrow and uh i think it's because the flash seems to enjoy himself he seems to actually be having fun with what he's doing you know what i mean he's running around he's saving people he's you know he's young Everybody on these shows is eternally young because that's just how things work. That's how Hollywood works. Um, everybody very young. Um, but uh, he's he's really having fun with these powers that he's been given. He's enjoying himself and he's doing what we all hope that we would do if we were given these same powers and he's doing good and he's saving people and saving the city and so on and so forth. Whereas on the flip side, Arrow, Ollie is so dull and dour and sad and angry all the time and he's so grumpy and even when he's like telling every single freaking person who will listen who he is and what his secret identity is he's not enjoying himself nobody's having fun on the arrow except for maybe felicity and when she makes jokes everyone scowls at her it's it's not a good work environment very bad work environment um and oh my goodness you know what this just occurred to me on arrow everybody's sleeping with each other aside from Felicity. And I think, no, no, no. Yeah. Mainly just Felicity, you know, everyone else, all the side characters are are just hooking up with each other left and right. And that doesn't seem to be the case for arrow, which I really enjoy. And they could, they easily could have done that. You've got the lab assistants whose names I forget right now. And I apologize. One of them's named Cisco. How could I forget that? Uh, and you've got Harrison Wells, um, Oh, Tom Cavanaugh. Well, I'll, I'll come back to Tom Cavanaugh. Um, uh, you've got, you know, the, the police officer and and um, Iris and everything like that. And, you know, aside from Iris dating one of the – dating the cop, nobody's sleeping with each other. It's fantastic. There's none of that weird will they or won't they stuff going on uh, with the exception of, you know, everybody knows that Barry likes Iris. That's a given. But even then, it's not – 
it's not unpleasant in the way. I mean, look at Arrow. Arrow has slept with every single person on that show. I'm 90% sure. You know, get it together, Ollie. Flash is just more, uh, it's more enjoyable. Now back to, back to Harrison Wells, back to Tom Cavanaugh. I love Tom Cavanaugh. I have been a fan of his for a very long time. If nothing else, uh, for yet another podcast that he does with Michael Ian Black called Mike and Tom Eat Snacks on the Internet. That is a joke that will make sense when you go and listen to the podcast. I when I when I discovered this podcast, I binged on it. I listened to it uh, near constantly. It's wonderful. It's uh, Tom Cavanaugh, Michael Ian Black, and they do what I just said. They eat snacks. They do the purse system. They pick a snack. They eat a snack, and then they rate a snack. And there's lots of witty banter in between. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. If you're a fan of podcasts, which I know that you are, because you are listening to this one, um, you should go and listen to Mike and Tom eat snacks. Now. For a long time on the show, it was kind of a running gag that neither one of them was doing anything. They, did, they didn't have any work, you know what I mean? And I was sad because I, I loved them, but I really loved them both so much, and I wanted good things to happen to them. And um, I thought, well, Michael Ian Black, you know, he's got his comedy. He can always fall back on, you know, stand-up or Stella, or, or he, you know, makes a lot of appearances in movies um, and things like that. But what's Tom going to do? What's going to happen with Tom Cavanaugh? God, I hope he gets something soon. He had a short... Uh, I think one or two episode arc on Undateable, which is a very funny show. Uh, and now here he is. He's a series regular on The Flash, and it's great and wonderful. And I, I, I'm very pleased for that, and I'm very pleased for him. Go and watch The Flash. Uh, now, what else is in the news? Oh, yeah, the Avengers movie. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't done an episode about this yet. I am so excited for uh, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron to come out. It's going to be huge. They've been releasing trailers left and right. I think we might have a full like 10 or 15 minutes worth of footage of the movie already. Um, and it's enough to get us excited. And it's not enough. Like I doubt that anything huge has been spoiled in the movie. i got to tell you, I was honestly really shocked when they released the... Uh, uh, the f- the bits of the fight with the Hulkbuster armor. I first off, I didn't think they were gonna do the Hulkbuster armor. That has been a thing, you know, a kind of fan favorite thing for a long time. And then they did it, and then that was one of the first things they released. They released a still of, um, actually, I think it was the uh, the artwork of. Uh, the Hulkbuster versus the Hulk. And I was like, wow, that's really cool, but that's all we'll ever get to see of it. And then they kept showing us more and more and more of that fight. And uh, it it just, it looks incredible. All the action so far looks fantastic. And I got to say, the tone of the trailers has changed significantly since the first one came out, since Hydra leaked leaked that first one. Um, And that is, in that first one, it just looks like, you know, this is going to be a really depressing movie. The Avengers have already been beaten. Look, they're at a party, and then Ultron kills all of them. Um, I mean, we even got to see the the shot of, like, Thor's, uh, Thor's dead arm and Iron Man's dead arm and Cap's shield just completely shattered and broken and, and everything like that. But as time has gone on, the trailers have gotten more exciting and more uh, action-filled, and then after that, more quippy. I feel like they're, they're, they've been more wisecracking now. 
which is a I, it's a step in the right direction. You know, it gets if they're progressively getting us more and more excited for this film. I I have to believe that the way that these trailers have been released has been very calculated. And uh, for as much as we've seen from this movie, I feel like the bulk of it is still out there and huge. I mean, I remember when they released they released all this stuff for the first Avengers movie, and we thought, well, they're just showing us the whole movie. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, God, they barely showed us anything. It's going to be huge, and I have faith in it. Um and I'm excited for it. I'm I'm genuinely considering getting uh, opening night tickets, uh, which is not something I do very often, but I might be in a position to do so this time. And uh, I know there's a lot of huge uh, movie marathons going out going on. Uh, one that the Nerdist is sponsoring, I think, it's actually in California. Um, but it's it's basically all the Marvel movies, Iron Man one, all the way through. Uh, whatever the most recent one was. I think it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I might, hey, who knows? Maybe I'll take a vacation day, have a little Marvel vacation, and do that leading up to the film. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? I don't know. Um, well, I'm sorry. I didn't get <laughs> I didn't get in the news too much, um, but I will endeavor to do that in future episodes. You have my very sincere word. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for helping me, helping me, uh, helping intern Stan, helping panel riot, make it to 30 episodes. I, I just, I, I'm grateful. I am eternally grateful. As you know, if you would like more panel riot, more is available. Head on over to panelriot.com and click the link that says most recent episode. From there, you can play this week's episode and you can have access to all the previous weeks and months of episodes, including the bonus content where I read every member of every X-Men team over an acoustic version of the X-Men theme. That was fun. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. And you can even follow world-class brunch sensation Intern Stan at Intern Stan. This show is available on Stitcher Smart Radio, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and of course you can find it on iTunes. And, and... If you could take just the briefest of moments, head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review, that would mean the world to me. I want to know what you think of the show. Send us an email, panelriot at gmail.com, and tell me things that you wouldn't tell other people, mainly things about comic books, because really, that's all I can help you with. That's it. Thanks for listening, true believers. Until next week, when hopefully I will have thought up a catch Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine. Panel Riot is a proud member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.